Well, good morning, and welcome to today's daily devotion, your daily PPE. PPE is an acronym for the Psalms, the Proverbs, and the Ecclesiastes, which are some, which are three of the wisdom books of the Bible. And this devotion is to hopefully impart wisdom by the Word of God into your life. So let's get started in today's devotion. We're in the middle. Uh, actually, we're in the second day of a study in Psalms 83. Today, we're going to make it to verse number 8. We're going to be specifically looking at verses 5 through 8. And so, today is the 13th. It is Friday the 13th. Hmm. The title of today's devotion is A Picture of an Evil Heart. Let's read this passage of Scripture and... Uh, Let's see what God's word has to say to us on, uh, I guess I would say, maybe a superstitious day, but I believe this is going to be a spiritual uh, wisdom-filling day from the word of God. So let's read Psalms 83, verses 5 through 8. Just remember where we're at here. We looked at the first four verses uh, yesterday, and uh, we see that the writer, Asaph, is calling on God not to be silent, although we know God has never been silent. Um, we have seen through the the Bible and through the years that he's not only actually, I'm sorry, excuse me, he's actually not only is he not silent, but he actually came to us. He sent Jesus, his son, so he's very active in our lives. Uh, but in the midst of a national crisis sometimes, which we which we believe that is going on here that the writer's writing about. Um, when we find ourselves in these situations, we cry out to the Lord. And when he doesn't answer the way we want him to, we tend to think he's not listening. Uh, but in fact, what we learned yesterday is that God is listening. He is always with us. So today we're going to look at uh, the, the effects of an evil heart. And maybe the origins a little bit. Uh, so let's read this. Verse number five of Psalms 83. Yes, this was their unanimous decision. They signed a treaty as allies against you. These Edomites and Ishmaelites, Moabites and Hagrites, uh, the Jebelites, Ammonites and the Amalekites and people from Philistia and Tyre. Assyria has joined them too and it's allied with the descendants of Lot. So once again, we see these descendants coming against the people of Israel. And ultimately, as we learned also yesterday, they're coming against God. The New Living Translation really, uh, as I started out with verse number five, really doesn't do justice to the original Hebrew writing here. The original Hebrew writing says that with one mind, which means their their inner hearts, their their feelings are more importantly or more, um, I guess I would say, to explain it better, the will, the intellect. With one mind, these people plot together. They deliberate and resolve together to come against the Lord and his people. The thinking here is these enemies are not only against Israel, but they are deliberately against God and plotting 
out ways to destroy everything that he stands for, everything that he has set into place, and the commands, the lifestyle that God commands us to live by. This enemy that has come against him will stop at nothing until everything that God is about has been destroyed. His people, his plans, everything. Verse 4, I want to go back just to verse 4 for just a moment, describes their hearts. They said, let us wipe out Israel as a nation. We will destroy the very memory of their existence. Now, this isn't just war. This is downright evil hatred towards the things of the Lord. And this psalm brings to light a very important fact, actually several important facts. First of all, the heart of this hatred and evil, we have to remember, isn't the heart of man, meaning it's not it's not man that this evil starts with or that this war started with. It was with Satan and his uh, deceptive evil plan to wipe out the most prized possession of God, which is human beings. And, and Paul reminds us of this in Ephesians chapter 6. Verse number 12, he says that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but what we wrestle against is the principalities and powers and the the rulers of darkness of this world. It's spiritual wickedness in high places. Now, I realize this to be a fact, but the fact that I want to point out to you more specifically is that where this evil starts with, it's the thought process. And it's put in place by Satan himself. But the actual act and the actions are carried out by individuals. It's a, it's a picture of an evil heart. It's a, it's a picture of a heart that has been transformed, not in a, a good way, but been transformed in a wicked way. And, it, and it's taken time. It's taken its toll on these people. And this is... Uh, People react, and they're reacting to what is in their hearts. And all I'm saying here is that we have a choice. We have a choice to shun evil. We have a choice that when the enemy comes at us with these evil thoughts and evil desires, we have a choice to resist the devil. The Bible says, resist him and he will flee. Don't accept his ways. Don't accept his ideas. Don't follow after him. Don't entertain those thoughts. And he will flee from you. But sometimes it's a constant, everyday, moment-by-moment opportunity or or deal. And so um, the the wording also here uh, of war seems to have stemmed from Lot's descendants. And these other nations are following. And specifically, the writer points out the Moabites and the Ammonites. Um, if you recall, these specific particular two tribes was the descendants of Lot and his daughters when they had this ancestral relationship after Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed. And so the evil started way back then. And, but as these, as this evil continues, and since the sin hasn't been taken care of and it's been unchecked, then they rise up. And as a matter of fact, I also believe that this psalm is prophetic, speaking about the Antichrist and the the thoughts and the plans of the Antichrist. And actually, these are probably the 10 nations 
that's going to rise up with the Antichrist in the end times. Um, so the evil that has been plotted here is very deceptive, and it has a very deceptive background as it started with, with Lot. Uh, very ironic, the very man that God rescued uh, from the city of Gomorrah, Sodom and Gomorrah, only to turn his life and commit such a great sin against God. I tell you, I, I believe the thought and the meaning here of this writer and what he's trying to convey is how the evil has started out and how it's progressive. Sometimes it starts out as something very small and sometimes in a very unnoticeable way. Sometimes evil starts out in an abrupt and sudden circumstances. Sometimes it's just a harsh and hurtful moment. But either way, either situation, when sin is left unchecked, unrepented, it turns into a heart of evil and desire and a prideful hard-heartedness that, that will destroy. And it eventually comes to a place and comes to a head, which it's speaking of here, where all that this heart or heart's desires is to destroy anyone and anything that gets in its way of what it wants. Now, I have to say to you, um, I have to bring this up. We see this in the latest controversial situation with this Roe versus Wade. The protesting, the activists that are for abortionists, for abortion, um, they're not just satisfied um, in the killing of the unborn. No, they are not going to be satisfied until the very ones that believe in pro-life are destroyed and and stopped from standing in their way of getting what they want. We see this playing out in this controversy, but we see it playing out in other ways too. This sin that is unrepented is the worst, I believe, some of the worst form of pride that the writer's talking about. Let's wrap this devotion up and this up today. The writer inserts the word, once again, interlude or selah. And basically, if you remember or have heard any of my devotions, this is what the psalmist, the psalmist does this a lot. And uh, they're just basically wanting us to stop. Stop what you're reading, pause for just a moment, and think about what you just read. Think about what's been written. And I encourage you just to do the same thing today as we end on this verse number eight to this morning. Just stop and think about what's going on in the world around us. Think about the evil that started back in the garden and how Satan is only bent on destroying God's creation and everything that God is about. He sets the evil thoughts and the ideas, but it wasn't always like that. At some point in time, uh, these inner evil thoughts was entertained by Adam and Eve and they allowed the evil to entice them. And eventually they tried the evil and then it infiltrate, infiltrated their hearts and their minds. And then when the Holy Spirit convicts, most of the time, people, evil people with these prideful hearts, they reject him and they ignore him. And eventually what happens is the evil comes to control their lives. And it's only through the power of the Holy Spirit and the blood of Jesus Christ that can change these hearts and these minds. And I want to just tell you today, the power of prayer and Jesus Christ is the only thing that can break this evil heart. This today is a picture of an evil heart. 
It's a picture of the evilness that is going on all around us. And I'm telling you, folks, if we don't get on our knees in prayer and seek God for our nation and for our leaders, then we're going to lose this nation and we're going to lose some of the good citizens and the good people that we love. This is a picture of an evil heart. And God is portraying it through his word for his people to see and understand and make a change. Will you pray with me today? Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for showing us, giving us a picture of, a, of a, an evil heart, Lord. Not so that we can um, dwell on it, but God, so that we can see that sometimes this can happen to us. And that we can also repent and turn back to you. Help us, Lord, to turn to you in every area of our life. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining me today. Lord willing, I'll be back with you one more time tomorrow. Uh, and uh, we will look at the psalm once again. Remember, next week we're starting the book of Job. I had planned on starting it on Monday. I'm not sure I'll get through this um, psalm by tomorrow, but we'll try. Uh, but if we don't get started on Job Monday, it will be Tuesday. I'm looking forward to that study too as we look through it verse by verse. So God bless you. Have a great and wonderful day. Have a wonderful Friday, even though it's the 13th. Uh, block that out of your mind. It doesn't matter. It's just another day, another number. God's going to bless you today, and I'm believing for that in your life. Have a great day. Have a great weekend. I'll see you tomorrow. Oh, 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 oh,